You're listening to A Sunday Kind of Love, a podcast best listened to on a cozy Sunday afternoon, curated with love and deep intention, sessions to expand and pull you closer to who you are and what you deeply crave. It's time to live a life that is meaningful, full of purpose, and feels just right. It's up to us. It's up to us. Do you believe that there are parts of you that you've been struggling with? Patterns, ways of being, cycling back all the time. So predictable. Do you feel like you will never change? Do you feel the burden of that self-deprecating behavior, steering your life, controlling your life. As much as you want to change it, it just keeps coming back, so what's the bother? So I came across this amazing book by Wayne Dyer. It's called Excuses Be Gone. I'll be quoting a little bit of him in this episode. Um, I found it really helpful in my own life. I, like you, have struggles and sometimes it does feel like, wow, will I ever shift this habit? But we need to be gentle. We need to be so gentle with ourselves. I read in that book that I think it was Mark Twain who said, be gentle when you're forming new habits, when you're trying to break old habits, because a habit is not the sort of thing that can be thrown out the window. It can't be thrown out the window. A habit needs to be gently coaxed down the stairs. A habit needs to keep being directed slowly and gently again and again down the stairs. So if you are struggling with something that's been directing your life, remember that. Sometimes things don't change in a snap. But if you have the awareness and the commitment to yourself to understand that it may be hard, 
but you really want to change because it will bring you closer to your joy. The part of you who knows what's best for you. I think habits can be really frustrating because it is repetitive behaviors, often things we picked up subconsciously. So, you know, the part of us that is always going that the brain, the 95% of the brain is the subconscious. The 5% is the conscious. So our subconscious brain is controlling the picture a lot. And sometimes we find ourselves where our ship has sailed really far in a direction that we never intended it to go. And we think, how did I get here? How did that happen? That's not what I want. I want it to sail in a certain direction, a direction that brought me happiness and fulfillment. But you see, those repetitive habits of whatever it is, they will become second nature. And without realizing it, like I said, our sailboat will drift far away from where we wanted it to go. So that's an analogy I'm using. So I told you I was reading that book by Wayne Dyer, and I do want to share a few things that I found in the book that I think will be very helpful in removing the weight of feeling so locked in of our habits. Because I will say too, that our subconscious brain picks up things from childhood, from our life experience, we're kind of repeating things that we've picked up. We come into the world as just pure and we get tainted along the way through our interpretations of experiences and through our, our social programming. So let's not be too upset with ourselves over that. We're human. Okay, here are some notes from that book I was telling you about. You attract what you are, not what you want. And what you are is your beliefs, not yourselves. Your mental activity is strong enough to overcome material particles and the influences of early conditioning and programming that is adopted in your formative years. So in the book, he really covers the science of the discovery of how our beliefs also are stronger than the DNA. Like many times people say, well, it's in my DNA. I can't change, but we can change. There's science to back it up if you look into it. I love this one too. It's a great way of seeing it. There is an energy field surrounding and contained within all of your cells and this field is influenced by your beliefs. All that we are is the result of what we have thought. It is founded on our thoughts. It is made up of our thoughts. 
if one speaks or acts with a pure thought, happiness follows one like a shadow that never leaves. We know this. We know that our habits aren't our fault. We know that even though they're not our fault, though, sometimes it feels very frustrating, like, well, how do I get rid of it? I've tried, I've tried, and I just can't get rid of it. Well, there's one thing I know, and real change comes when you've reached that rock bottom of something needs to change. Tony Robbins puts it in a good way. He talks about pleasure and pain. So an addiction maybe to eating chips and dip if you're anything like me. How much pleasure do you associate with a movie night with chips and dip, right? So part of my past is I grew up where Friday nights we had movie nights and we always had chips. It was the thing. So to this day in my adulthood on movie nights, what do I want? I want to reach for that bag of chips. And many times I do. However, I am associating pleasure with that bag of chips. But what if I associated the pain of that bag of chips? Maybe I wouldn't have that as such a regular. The pain meaning, you know, what it does. The salt. The grease. What's it doing to my body? how I feel after I eat them. We procrastinate as habits. We maybe keep our house unorganized as a habit. Thoughts that come in are habits. There's lots of habits. But then Beyond that habit is the label, the label that we attach to ourselves. What label do you attach to yourself? Let's get out our reflection journals right now. I want us to become really real with ourselves here tonight. What is a habit? that you really believe you can't shift. It's been part of you for way too long. Write it out. And there is power in affirmations. So you can reverse that. Maybe it is that I am a procrastinator. The opposite of that is, I'm on top of it. I handle what I need to handle to give me more time to free up my mental space. I'm on top of it because it's good for me. And we're going to go a little bit deeper with that habit that you just wrote about. So you obviously believe that it's a habit that you've been really struggling with. And there is, if I had to guess, there 
may be an attachment to that thought of maybe a constant replaying in your mind of all of the times that you've tried and failed. We bring all that with us, even though we only have the present, that's where choice is, that's where newness is. We tend to bring up all of our mistakes of the past and project that onto our future. We project that onto the identity of ourselves and the situation. And that dwelling in the past, bringing that to light every time is almost proving ourselves wrong, proving ourselves that we will never change. So I want you to get out all of those thoughts of why that habit, you'll never overcome it. Write it out. And as you're writing it out, keep that in mind that that was who you were. And that has nothing to do with who you are because who you are, you're joyous. You want to do things that benefit your life, that feel good. When we're stuck in habits that don't serve us, we feel it, we feel it in our bodies. We feel it in this brain fog that is just hovering over us. Everything seems dimmer, everything seems darker when we're stuck in habits that don't serve us. Especially if we've given up hope third question for you is what would your life look like without that negative habit what would your life look like if that habit were taken away if somebody came with a magic wand and just said gone you're healed what would life look like without that habit Thank you so much for participating in the reflection questions. If you didn't have enough time, please feel free to um, really go deep with that at your convenience. Maybe go sit under a nice big tree, go somewhere private and nurturing with your journal and your pen and just really let yourself feel these questions make it sacred and I had talked about the labels we give ourselves with habits so you know I'm a procrastinator I'm always late I am disorganized I'm shy I'm too outgoing I I put off the things that I should be doing I escape all of the things whatever it may be there's just probably thousands or billions of excuses that we all have going on. We all suffer from this. So it's helpful to consciously choose 
what labels we give ourselves. Like, say, I'm always late. Can you tell I'm always late? That is one of my things. Right, Tosh? (laughs) Anyways, if you're always late, just get into the energy, embody the energy of what it would feel like to be somebody who is always five minutes early. And that in itself, by believing, you really can shift it. It's, it's amazing what the, the brain is capable of. In fact, I want to share something that I wrote down from that book again, and I found it was a really wonderful way of just tying all of this in on how our thoughts create our reality. So give me one moment. I'm going to find that in my journal. So I may have read this earlier in the session, but even if I did, I want to pick up on this again because it's a really good way of putting it all into perspective, just of how our thoughts create our beliefs. There is an energy field surrounding and contained within all of your cells, and this field is influenced by your beliefs. And that brings me to this beautiful podcast that I had listened to twice, not once, but twice. And it's the To Be Magnetic podcast. I love it so much. It's with Lacey Phillips. I've mentioned her before. And she had interviewed young Pueblo. I always pronounce his name wrong, but he's a poet and writer. I love his work. I resonate so deeply with what he's about. Um, so I rec- recommend that episode, but I pulled something from that that I really wanted to share with you today. And he talks about the past is pushing itself into our future at all times. And this is what he says. Because habitually, our reactions to things that aren't working well, like say somebody pisses you off, your reaction may be totally not what you would normally want to do, but it's a habit, right? So I like to talk about um, responding instead of reacting. And I am definitely not perfect with this, but when I do choose to consciously, you know, take a moment, take a breather, and then react to something, I see how everything about the situation is shifted. But it can also be a form of habit, how we react to a certain situation. So this is what he says in that podcast. He says, when something difficult happens in your life, your first initial impulse, that that's just the past. That's not the authentic you. When you take a moment to process, see the patterns floating around in your mind, then you can process mindfully because that was the past. So how do I actually want to be in this moment? I just loved that. He says the authentic you comes forward, not the past you. I think I'll read that one more time because it is kind of deep and it's so, so good. 
when something difficult happens, your first initial impulse, that's not you, that's the past. That's all it is. It's just the past. When you take a moment to feel it and process it and see and notice the patterns flowing in your mind, that's your emotional history floating in your mind. And you can then ground yourself, process the system mindfully. How do I actually want to be in this moment? And then the authentic you comes forward. So good. So good. Because if our habits are making way in our relationships on how, say, we talk to a partner or to a friend, a loved one, the person at the, the store. If your habit is to be just as the past you was, it can change. And when you bring mindfulness, groundedness, awareness in, it's so much better for everyone, especially you. Now let's transcend into the part of the show that will help us with transforming our habits. So just some tangible things that we can do today, right here, right now. Your energy is waiting for your direction, spirit daughter. So, as I said earlier, the subconscious brain you may have seen a photo of it. There was a meme floating around, uh, basically a picture of an iceberg where there's the tip of the iceberg that's exposed that you see. And then beneath the surface of the water is that big, huge mass, right? An iceberg is way bigger below the surface. Well, that's a very, very good example of how the subconscious is ruling and your conscious is just playing a small role. So we need to try to tame the subconscious. I learned that the subconscious brain occupies 95% of our headspace and 5% is our conscious mind. So if you're struggling with uh, this, know that the subconscious takes a little time to reprogram and here are some things that you can do to start seeing results. Number one, forgive yourself. Stop beating yourself up for those things that you keep repeating that you know aren't good for you. Your subconscious mind is directing you. So please forgive yourself, first of all. 
And secondly, be gentle with yourself in this process. Day by day, one foot in front of the other. And if you get off track, you can always come back. I think people who maybe have gym memberships, I noticed myself when I did, if I would miss, I'd go, 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 and then if I would miss a day, then I'd miss two weeks, three weeks. And then you miss so much time that it's like, well, it just feels like going back is just so far away. But we can always, always choose to come back whenever we want to. Other ways I have to get out of our subconscious rut is to say kind things to yourself before bed. Enforce how strong you are. Tell your mind, recite it. You can write it out. You could have a journal right by your bed, a notepad where you write yourself beautiful statements of the person that you are. Your wants are what you are. Remember that. So say you have a messy living room where everything's just scattered and you just feel so heavy about it. Well, that messy living room is not who you are at your joyous state. So write yourself a note. Tomorrow, I commit to being driven, getting that done. I get things done. And sometimes I know many people struggle with affirmations because it's like, well, there's no power to words, but there is a lot of power to words. But if you do struggle with believing affirmations, I have another tip. And that is to make a list of people that you know that do not have that bad habit that you have. So you admire these people. You wish you could be that way. So write the list out. And then when you are facing that task or you are facing that habit just dangling in front of you, just like a carrot is dangling, channel that person that is rocking it. Channel that person that you admire. And then a few other tips. Go on YouTube and Google binaural beats to break bad habits. There, there's a lot of science behind binaural beats as well. And all I can say is it works. It's something to do with the frequency of the music that you're hearing as well as the two separate headphones. There's different sounds being played at the same time in the two headphones. And it really does a lot for your brain. And just look into it. I don't feel I have enough knowledge to say the why. I do have the knowledge to say that I know it works. Because I've felt it. 
And that's what I love doing is sharing just what I know has worked for me. Things that are working for me because I struggle just like everybody else. The things that work for me, I love to share it out. I love it. Sharing it out. If it can help me, it can help you. So even if you just took home one thing from today, I'm grateful to be here and illuminate the things that maybe you hadn't thought of yet because I know firsthand that our habits they don't bring us to who we always thought we would be if they're negative ones the positive ones yes the positive ones do so you can create a positive habit to replace the negative habit too. Myself, as I mentioned earlier, I love chips and don't be surprised to see me at the grocery store with chips. I love chips, but you know, I could do something like replace those chips with, well, the temptation of the chips with snacks that I really like that are easy to put together like maybe some some hummus and have some beautiful vegetables all cut up ahead of time so that when I'm feeling that urge to have a treat that I've set myself up so that maybe I'll choose the better habit if that makes sense so thank you so much for listening today I love putting these together for you and just don't believe your mind when it tells you that you'll never change. When you think that, you're adding more wood to the flame. You're adding more energy to that fire of the self-sabotage. If you are feeling really frustrated with habit, just be gentle with yourself. Remember what Mark Twain said. A habit can't be thrown out the window. It can't just be thrown out and never thought about again. It needs gentle coaxing, gentle guidance, one step at a time. Sometimes you'll go down one, sometimes you'll come back up one, but you just keep coaxing yourself down from that habit. They say a habit can be replaced in 21 days. Some say in 61 days, some say forever, but just let yourself be aware. Every time something negative pops in that doesn't serve you, good chance that there's a habit that could be broken in there. Okay, I will see you next week. Can't wait. Bye for now. If you'd like to help me grow, you can leave me a rating whatever platform you're listening to or share it with someone who needs it and you can find me at thegoddessgatherings.ca this podcast was produced by tosh taylor of the podcast hub productions Find her online at podcasthub.ca.